How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Blunt Instruments. I am one of your hosts, Luke Taggart. Let me introduce you to my counterpart today, Lorenzo from Omega Bond Watches. What is up, my man? What's up, Luke? How you doing, man? You hanging in there? Not too bad. It's pouring rain here. We've got like a nine, ten day uh, rain. Torrential downpour. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so today here- is a day where I've got nothing to do. It rained here in Vegas like literally the other day and I was just like I love it when it rains here because all the dust in the air like just kind of like settles and like it's nice yeah. and you get some fresh breeze through yeah. and now it's yeah. like 119 again so awesome. Yeah it's <laughs> funny too because from when I was in Vegas I still have that on my weather app so like I'll go to look at the weather and I'm like wait a minute 109 oh <laughs> right Vegas fuck. Um, so what else is going on, man? How's how's life over there in uh, Las Vegas, aside from the uh, 110 degrees? Uh, it's going good. Uh, just doing some, uh, just doing some work. Work's starting to kick up for me, so like my schedule's getting a little crazy. But um, other than that, things are great. Uh, I haven't actually made it out to the pool too too much this year, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that's mm-hmm. going to change here in the next few weeks. Same, Love actually. my pool time. Yeah. What about so, you? Brianne's parents have a pretty badass pool, and we've only gone twice, once. It's pretty pathetic, to be honest with you, since they live <laughs> a mile and a half down the road. So, gonna have to get, but like I said, it's literally supposed to rain here, like nonstop downpour for like nine days, like we're in the Amazon or something. So, you know, you know what we need to do is we need to have the girls on. We mm-hmm. need to have them on and let them take over and just like totally like just shit. Brand would have nothing to contribute though. That's the problem. No, just just like get their perspective. Look, I wear an Apple Watch, <laughs> and I think Pierce Pierce Dalton is good. Pierce Dalton is isn't that the guy from um, Mission Impossible Fifteen? <laughs> so, anyways, we. Uh, I, hope, I hope she listens to this and just totally just beats her ass. She doesn't. She doesn't even get past the the. Uh, she the just intro. likes to hear what song we picked for that week. So uh, so you came to me today. You wanted to do this episode, and uh, I agreed with you completely because there's a um, special topic circulating in the Bond community and just flat out nationally, maybe globally. Um, do you want to kind of touch on that and let everybody know what exactly it is we're talking about? Yeah, so... Um... A couple days ago, I got a message in my inbox from someone, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but um, they'd sent me this uh, video that was posted on Twitter, and it was, um, her name's Remy Millar, and she posted a video for her dad, who is terminally ill, and he has weeks to live, and he's a huge Bond fan like we all are, and just basically pleading to um, try to get him to see the film, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, it's very heartfelt when you see things like that. Cause it's like, you know, a daughter's doing something for her father. Who's, you know, basically asking for one last wish, you know, while he still, still has time here. And that really hits home for me because, you know, 
as I've talked before, you know, I lost my dad about two years ago and it's not easy, you know, losing a loved one, but, um, she like is trying to do the impossible at this point. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, I feel like it's, you know, it would be awesome if one way or another, something special was done for James. Right. Yeah. I mean, so I, I caught wind of it, um, just from it starting to circulate on Instagram And, um, you know, for me, the first thing I think of is, is, you know, how, how things like this even go viral, not, not in a negative way, but it's like, it's, it's crazy that certain things do and certain things don't. And this of course is one that should. So when I first saw it, I figured, you know, if people in our community are posting about it and, um, you know, I started seeing it on the news, like one of the other big things on the news, not to sidetrack. The only other bond related thing is that Liam Neeson article that came out about um, him uh, being up for bond at one point in time. So literally there's two things in the news right now about bond and it's Liam Neeson and this, and this is the bigger story of the two. So when you see it in the news, you see it on Instagram, you kind of immediately think, um, you know, this is probably going to happen, but apparently there's been some developments on whether or not this is uh even possible from what I understand. Yeah. So uh, David Zaretsky posted a video yesterday. He has been in contact with uh, Remy and um, basically the follow-up was like, she had gotten in contact with the producers at Eon and just the response basically was that there's too much red tape to um, make this happen. And um, you know, I'm sure it was said with sincerity, but um, I don't know. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I the, there's one side of me that completely understands, you know, from a business side, like I get it. But then there's the other side of me that's kind of like, well, you know, you know, they showed Amazon the product, you know, they show showed Apple the product, you know, what is stopping them from having him sign an NDA to see this film? And if, if that's absolutely a no, no, because they just think there's too much risk involved, which I'm sure they've, they've figured that part out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, What are the chances of like, you know, Daniel Craig, like doing something, you know, reaching out to this guy and, um, you know, doing something special. Like, and the thing that comes to mind for me is back in 2012, there was a theater shooting in, in Colorado and there's a lot of victims and a lot of people killed and it was, you know, a very sad event and Christian Bale in his own time made the decision to get on a private jet and fly out mm-hmm. and see everyone. Mm-hmm. And, his wife, and I just, yeah. yeah, I thought that was just very like class act and right. That's, that's the human side coming out of these, these actors and actresses and, you know, these people of influence. And I just feel like that is the, you know, that's the platform you've been given. That is one way you can like make a difference. And I just, um, you know, I think it would be good for the brand. It'd be good from a human standpoint, Mm -hmm. just to see something like this happen. You know, Um, I don't know what it would look like. And I just know at this point, you know, there's the, the, the timetable is kind of ticking, you know, on this one. So I don't know. Where are your thoughts? So, yeah, for me, it's, it's just, you know, with you and I being like film 
buffs or cinephiles, you, you know, you start to learn about the industry over time. And I know that, you know, I don't know, this might be a shitty example, but in a show like Entourage, there's a season where they make a film and once the film's done and it's the studio's property, they can do whatever they want. You know, a lot of times they can say edit this out or change this or do whatever. So now it wouldn't so much be like, you know, Kerry Fukunaga being like, well, yeah, here, I'll send you a copy. Obviously it's Barbara and it's Michael and it's Amazon and it's universal and it's whoever, but you know, I, I can understand from a legal standpoint where there might be issues. And I don't know if the issues are like even a COVID thing. Like they're like, how do we, you know what I mean? Like how we can't just send them a copy. We'd have to bring it by hand and it would have to be, we have to sit there with them. And you know what I mean? Who knows what the red tape is because red tape is obviously very vague. Who knows if they even explained it to Remy or not, but I agree with you completely. I think that something needs to be done and not to sound insensitive, but I hope that they don't like send him something because like she said, he's terminally ill. So, you know, I don't know. I think, I think Daniel Craig going would be the best gesture. And I think the full circle point I'm trying to make is Daniel Craig is his own person he has no legal obligation to anybody to do anything. So he can get on a plane on his own dime, fly to this person's house and spend some time with them um, without anybody saying yes or no. So I, if it was, if it were up to me or I should put it this way, if I were in Daniel Craig's shoes, that's what I would do for sure. Yeah. And look, Daniel, Daniel has a life. It's not my place to say what he should and shouldn't do, but I mean, <clears throat> I just think it would be a class act move. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's in the works. I, I have no idea, but I just, I just want this to have a happy ending, you know, for everyone. And just like, like you said, it's like giving things like, um, you know, like tangible items just to me, just doesn't do it, you know, in this particular situation. I just can't imagine. Like if I if I put myself in James's shoes, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I was supposed to see this movie last year, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very unique situation. Um, but you know, I don't want to like get too down on you know, on the situation. You know, you know, I want to send best best wishes out to James and his family, and um, I hope something great comes out of this for him. You know. I, th- I think it, he should be honored, you know, as a, as a high standing fan. I hope that um, something good comes out of this. Yeah. I mean, and for me too, like you said, it's, there's no way for this to turn out necessarily positive because of course he is unfortunately going to pass, but you know, the video that his daughter made, it's only like, it's just over a minute long and you can see that he's, been collecting for a long time i mean he's got take it from me i've i've been collecting for a long time and even still i don't have that much stuff and i don't have a very diverse collection but seeing some of the things he's he's collected like even from magazines magazines are not easy to find so this is something he's been doing you know he might be at the store to buy groceries and went and spent 15 dollars on some limited edition magazine like when people are doing this 
for years after years after years and you know throughout all the different actors and all the different films and all these different things there's clearly a very uh large amount of passion there so you know i think um the sincerity in the request and uh i don't know i mean at the end of the day too it's 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 like I don't know if this is going to sound naive, but it's kind of a flattering thing. This is this guy just found out, hey, I'm going to pass away. If there's one thing I can do in the entire world, it's to see this film. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. that that just goes to show you how much this franchise means to this individual. And um, you know, if seeing the film's not an option, I hope something happens for sure. Something truly truly spectacular, I hope. Yeah. But James, wishing you well. Um, if you're listening to this, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, we hope, you know, you get an outpour of like love from the community because I, I just know that this has been going around. And um, hats off to uh, Remy for uh, stepping mm-hmm. up for her dad. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I second that. We're uh, praying for you for sure, and um, you know. The entire Bond community supports you, no matter what outcome is, uh, you know, happens from this. But hopefully, we um, we see something great come your way. Next quick topic, like I said, you know, is um, and did you hear about this with Liam Neeson at all? Or I have no idea. I, I haven't heard about that. The only thing I've heard, um, like you said, is like the the James thing. So. Um... I don't know. Tell, tell me about this. Cause like, yeah. this is fresh news for me. Yep. So basically Liam Neeson went on James Corden, the late, late show. And um, naturally they spoke about taken and different things, but then he asked if he was ever in the running for um, James Bond. So I'm going to read to you what he said, because it's, it's even as I read it, I, I didn't understand it. And you'll hear why. So basically his response was, yeah, they approached, I believe it was a couple calls from Barbara Broccoli, who's now the main producer of the film. So obviously at the time she was probably, you know, I think she was like an AD or different things. And then he said, so this was shortly after I had done Schindler's List, which was 26 years ago. There you go. If only I could read five seconds more. And then he said, but I wasn't offered it. I know they were looking at various actors and I apparently was among them. However, my dear departed wife, Obviously, this is Natasha Richardson. She passed away, I think, in 2000. God, this was a long time ago. From 2009 from a skiing accident. Um, She apparently said to him, and I quote, Darling, if you're offered James Bond and you're going to play it, you're not going to marry me. Wow. So there is no context to that whatsoever. So that I don't fully understand the concept behind and the only thing i can think of because they're you know she was english um i know daniel craig was married to somebody completely different when he started casino royale and um i don't even think he was married i think he was dating someone or no i'm or yeah something i I, they were serious for sure yeah and um broke that off and uh i don't know if it's a and obviously this couldn't have been natasha's reasoning because this was almost 30 years ago but I don't know if it was like a, Hey, you're going to be an overnight mega, mega movie star. And, um, I just don't trust it. Or 
I don't know. But yeah, what are your thoughts on that? So apparently she just flat out said, if you take this role, we're not getting married. Um, I think it could be a number of things. Like one, it could be like she wasn't comfortable with the concept of her husband, future husband being like this image of sexiness for for mm-hmm. a ma- male or like you know all this attention you know there's all kinds of reasons behind it maybe it could be the workload as far as how much he'd be putting into these films you know right. like daniel's gotten beaten up pretty hard during his filming you yes. know yeah and um i don't know like maybe it's she doesn't want him to have that you know again they're english so they're you know maybe she just doesn't want him to have that you know title like under his name like everyone's going to be coming up to him oh you're james bond oh you're james bond like Mm -hmm. to her maybe it'll be just annoying you know um i don't know it it could be a a bunch of reasons to me it's like wow this is a huge honor and you know like very rare role to land and you know but you know everyone has their opinion and that that's fine and we just don't know (laughs) yeah it was just weird because the thing is i don't know and i'm sure you're the same but every now and then when i haven't heard anything bond related i just googled james bond just want to see what's going on you know hopefully one of my main things is fingers crossed there's some crazy update about this upcoming video game or the movie's been pushed forward an hour and a half um but yeah when i saw this i was kind of like this you know i i just couldn't understand it and natasha richardson as a 90s kid was the mom and parent trap <laughs> with Lindsay Lohan. So um wait, what? Yeah, parent trap. She was the mom? She's the mom. Christy Alley? No, you're thinking of it takes two. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guy. Come on, guy. No, I was no, like, no, wait, no. what? <laughs> no. Parent trap was the one with uh Dennis Quaid. And uh, oh, Natasha Richardson yeah, and Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan. Yes. So as a '90s kid, I was like, I love Natasha Richardson because my mom and I used to watch Parent Trap all the time. Yesterday, no, I'm just kidding. But um, so like, even as at that time, I would have been I don't know, 17, 18 when I heard she passed away. I was like, that's awful. Like I knew exactly who she yeah, was. It's terrible. And but then when something like that happens, you hear a lot about how they were as a person. And apparently she was an absolutely beautiful human being inside and out. So for her to ultimatum him like that, I the reasoning can't be as malicious as it sounds. And I just I, I don't know. It's to, it, it's like how this is even a topic in general. But it's 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 honestly interesting to me just because you know if that's that's daniel craig is daniel craig because of james bond he's a phenomenal actor layer cake and these other things are grip road to perdition like he had already done great films but it's like that's a lot of money and a lot of doors open even if you just do one or two you know like what's you know what i mean so i just can't seem to figure out why she would say that but of course there was zero context behind it. Like, imagine if you were to be like, hey, did Brienne say she wants to come over? Be like, no, Brienne said um, she would love to spend time with Cassandra, but she thinks you're a, a douche. And then you're like, why? And I was like, she walked away and never told me. Like, <laughs> can't leave it at that. Like, why did she say that? 
Yeah. I I mean, it's probably a long time ago. Like, for him to bring it up, that was pretty cool, though. Like, yeah, he probably didn't have to do that. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot that aspect of it. Right. And I can't lie. I didn't watch the clip. And watching it might shame, explain. Shame. I know. It might explain the tone. Well, because I read it and I was like, this is bullshit. I'm pissed. It's like, don't tarnish this woman's legacy. Because I always thought she was great. And she's beautiful. Um, but yeah, so that was a little strange to hear. So let's talk about a couple other things real quick. So there's been a couple different book releases too, right? Did you get your hands on any of the, uh, the bond, like cars of bond books or anything like that? Yeah. I just got my hands on that double seven fifty greatest bond cars book. Mm -hmm. And then are you, you, how's the, uh, building of the bond DB five coming for you? Well, honestly, with you, to be honest with you about it, I, I've gotten order my first twenty four parts, twenty five parts, and I can't build anything. I think I built a chair. That's it. So it's gonna be a minute. I think. I mean, there's twenty five or sorry, twenty two shipments in total, and I think I've gotten like six. So I, I'm feeling like on the back end, I'm going to start explain getting... this real quick, too, because sure. I'm not I've I've you told me about it briefly. So for people listening, explain what it is that you're you're talking about. So there's this uh, company called Eagle Moss USA that does uh, or sorry, Eagle US Eagle Moss or something of that nature. And they do like replica cars, but they do them to one eighth scale. So, I mean, they're pretty big and very, very, very detailed. And mm -hmm. so it's like a, it's almost like a subscription. So I signed up for this during COVID and it's $50 a month and they send you like 22 shipments and they break up the build in 22 shipments and you get like little pieces and you get little extras. You get like a book with like magazines that you can keep that talk about the car. And I know they do the DB5, they do the, you know, the uh delorean from back to the future mm -hmm. or they do the ghostbusters car like they do all these different cars you know these epic movie film cars and so anyway sometimes they give you like a couple gifts as you're doing your ordering process so i just got this book in the mail you know for my and i actually oh, cracked okay. it open the other day and um there was some interesting stuff in there because they actually have some stuff from no time to die in there and it was actually written for um i'm guessing this book was made before the movie was even delayed because there's some actual details in there about the film that are kind of uh spoiler-ish mm -hmm. and what are they no, <laughs> so, i mean I'm, i have no problem talking about them but i, I just don't want to wreck the film for anyone well it was uh you should you were kind enough to tell me what it was and it was daniel Cr or bond's mom comes back and you find out that he is a she and it's <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you just wrecked uh, the movie no, I'm just kidding. i know i'm so sorry no time no, to die we Your probably hair... won't say, we probably won't say anything about it since we're so close and at this point i just don't want to talk about too many spoilers about it right. but yeah it's funny how there are some things coming out you know in certain things that were printed before covid you know for the movie and you can kind of find out some things that were kind of question marks yeah so I want to ask you a question. So I just, on my YouTube, I did a video on my collection. And obviously with this car that you're building and even the book and some of these like little gifts they're sending you, I don't think you and I have ever had this conversation. Watches aside, 
and clothing aside, what do you have in your collection? Even if you're not a huge collector, obviously, no matter what, you've accumulated things over time. What do you think your most, and it doesn't even have to be your most prized possession, but what is it that you think might be the coolest or just the most interesting piece that you've been able to get your hands on since your Bond fandom became a thing? So um, are we talking about individual item or are we talking about like collecting outside of the watches? Is that kind of like, outside of the watches outside of the watch like for me like like not one item just overall well here so and this is and i'm being dead serious people listening i've never had this conversation with lorenzo so as an example i will say like um obviously like uh let's see like of course mine is the watch but aside mm. from the watch and aside from like the clothes so like one of the things, like obviously the DB5 you gave me when I stayed over, that's that because that was a gift from you. It's so got it's meaning to... behind it. You know what I mean? But then yeah. like behind me right there on that chair. So a buddy of mine gave me that original Goldfinger vinyl. So like things like that, like it's like I never went out, hunted it down. Somebody and it was I think he found it somewhere for like three dollars. But to me, that's something I would never get rid of. So something like that, something just one piece that you've accumulated or been given or found or whatever that um, holds the most sentimental value to you aside from the watches or the clothes. Um, okay. So from a sentimental standpoint, uh, I would say probably the cufflinks I got from David Zaritsky when I met him for the first time. So that's right. That's right. So David gifted me um, a, a replica version of the Spectre cuff, cufflinks from the movie that have JB inscribed on the cufflink. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, it was just so out of the moment, like when he did it, like he literally like we were, he was showing me his collection and stuff. And I picked those up and I looked at him and I was like, wow, I was like, I've been looking for these. I've been wanting to get a pair of these. And I guess whoever reproduced them um, only made so many of them. So it's not like you can go out and rebuy them, but um david in truth like true fashion just looked at him and said here i want you to have these and i was mm -hmm. just like just blown away at that gesture like i couldn't yep. couldn't even like wrap my head around it and truth be told i haven't actually even worn them yet so i'm saving them for a special occasion um hopefully um i will be able to do something truly epic in them maybe a when a certain movie's released and we're all together or something mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I, I want to wear them for, I want to really like remember the first time I wear them. And by a certain movie, you mean top Gun too. Yes, absolutely. Right. Matrix right. four. Yeah. I mean that see, and that's, that's the store. I like those stories are the best stories to me. Like for me, like I said, you know, and in, in the video I released, I kind of found myself going, you know, this is actually from Lorenzo shout out to Five minutes later, I'm like, this is actually also from Lorenzo. Shout out to Lorenzo. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is from my buddy Mike. This is from my buddy Al. Like all the most important pieces to me came from friends of mine. And, and to me, that means the reason it's so sentimental is two things. It's number one, it's just flat out like the fact that it was, there's thought behind that gift. You're like, I know how much this guy loves this character. Here's this gift. But two, it's like, you know, you're like, it shows the support behind the obsession. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, for me, you know, when we were speaking on the phone before we started filming this and I told you about that buddy of mine who found my page, 
like I still don't necessarily share this to, I mean, as public as my Instagram page is, I still don't really share this with too many people. So it's very few and far between that people in my inner circle really even know that any of this stuff exists. And when they do, and then they find ways to show support for it, that's, you know, to me, that's. Yeah. And that, and I just want to like, kind of like continue on that, that little part there is just for me, I'm the same way. Like if you meet me, like a lot of my family and friends, like other than my, you know, immediate family, they don't really know about my hobby. Like, and it's not like I'm trying to hide it from people. It's just, I talk about other things, you know, Mm -hmm. I have other passions in my life and, you know, I'm like, before I became a bond nut, as I want to call it, (laughs) um, I was very, very, very into fashion, like still am love it. Um, understand it. Like, it's just one of those things, you know? Um, and I think that's like the part of bond that I really enjoy is like why things are why they're styling certain clothing for him a certain way, why they're picking these items. Like, what is it about him? What are these brands? Like that is something from, I would say our generation, that is something that is definitely like part of like, like growing and and maturing. Like that's definitely a thing now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, for me, I I just don't like, I feel like when people find out about my hobby, it's more like oh you're james bond fan so they think like i like tack posters up on the wall everywhere and like you know i you know collect every every single movie cover that comes out no that's not Mm. how i roll yeah like for me it's like yes i will buy like a bond steel book if i feel like collecting it so when i collect i just had this conversation with cassandra the other day when I collect, I have to see a purpose to it. I have to see an end to it or I have right. to see a continuation where there's some sort of fulfillment in it. Like if it's just like, oh, I'm just buying this to have this, it, it really doesn't work for me that way. Mm-hmm. I used to do that when I was younger, but now yep. as I've gotten older, I would rather like put my money into experiences or like something that like when I when I have it, it gives me an emotional satisfaction. So right. like one of the things I like to collect outside of my watches, which I haven't gone into too much, is I am a huge tie collector. I love collecting the James Bond ties. Mm-hmm. And I don't just collect them, I wear them. And that is right. like, that for me is where I'm okay spending money on expensive ties because I'm just like, I'm going to wear these, you know? But if it's something I'm not going to wear, I'm not going to buy it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, there's certain, like, I'll be honest, there's certain, like, ties i've seen come out there are james bond ties reproductions and i'm just like i wouldn't wear that so why would i buy that so it's just like that's where it kind of um ends for me is is if i can't utilize if i'm gonna buy something and spend a ton of money on it i need to be able to use it and and enjoy it you know because i get more joy out of someone asking me about it and then I get to tell the story of, oh, this was worn in this film and I liked it because of this reason. It's made by this brand. It's it's like a whole conversation that comes out of that one item. And there, the other, the flip side of that is, is I love the way it makes me feel. I love mm-hmm. when I put something on and I just feel powerful. I feel strong. I feel like put together. Like I love that. Right. And that's what it, what does it for me, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Brianna and I went to Columbus last year for her birthday and um, 
we happened to be staying on this kind of main drag in Columbus and uh there was like a um God, I can't even what's the right way to explain it I, I don't want to say actually you know what it wasn't Columbus it was Traverse City Michigan Columbus was different so there's two in Traverse City when there was like a like a antique store and it had like four different levels and in one of the levels they just had all these old bond books so it's like I bought like three of them and now it's like when I look at those, I remember that trip. But then in Columbus, we went to this main drag we were staying on, had like a toy store, but it was all like old Star Wars toys and like, you know what I mean? Like collectors, like crazy pieces in there. And that's when I got the two, it was like movies like one through 14 and then like 15 through whatever at the time. And there was two different sets of playing cards that had all different characters on each card. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's way more sentimental to me because I went and hunted it down completely organically, found it on accident. Like I remember going in there and looking all throughout the store and eventually I was like, do you have like anything James Bond? He's like, yeah, I have these. And I was like, I'll take them. Rather than being like, I'm going on eBay, I'm buying these. I'm never going to use them. They're just going to sit here and collect dust. So I agree with that. Yeah, there's definitely like, certain things that you can like acquire through your travels, which will hold on to that memory, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think it was, um, February. We went to Palm Springs to celebrate Harris Thomas's birthday. And, um, there was like an old vintage, like record shop and they had like posters, movie posters too. And I remember like I had bought in like this awesome poster of like Sean Connery, you know, and Goldfinger, like in front of the DB five. Mm-hmm. and harris had bought a few pictures for his wall and i'm sure those pictures are hanging up in his apartment you know and you know every time he looks at it i'm sure he thinks about that trip because i know when i look at my photo i think about that trip mm-hmm. so yes these memories and these moments are like i like to acquire things that like remind me of those things but again at the end of the day like if there's no emotional connection there for me if it's just about purely having this james bond thing like it it doesn't do it for me Mm-hmm. you know and and i think that's i don't know like i just i i love the way i approach the hobby from my aspect i enjoy like the way i go about it um i don't judge anyone for does it that does it differently it's just that's how i do it you know mm-hmm. that's that's my way of collecting you know and there's nothing wrong with that so when i look at the db5 that you gave me and it's literally right in front of my face it reminds me of two things it reminds me of obviously you and Cassandra's hospitality, but it reminds me of, and I don't even tell you the story. So you poured me that glass of McKellen that night and you were like, you better fucking drink this. Don't you dump it down the sink? I was like, this I'm going to McC- drink it. Don't worry. It was McKellen 18. My mom yeah, used to oh, do that tr- for my no, birthday. Me, I'll pour that for anyone. Me, I know. I know. <laughs> so we, we all turned in for the night. I went to my beautiful guest room, which is still, one of the best beds I've ever slept in. And um, so I had a flight the next day, but you and I were obviously able to hang out. I didn't tell you the story, right? No. Okay, good. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you guys had a, like a TV tray on the bed and I set that on the ground with my McKellen and the water and um, probably my phone and whatever. And then I pull out my MacBook, set that up. I was like, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to fall asleep. And then right when I got into bed, I was like, where the hell 
are my AirPods. So I fluffed the comforter and it went off the bed and right into the McCullen. Oh my God. So I was like, well, of course I absolutely have to drink it now because a nobody (laughs) else can. That's like from my ear. And B, I was like, that's it like splashed a little and like got on the car. So I was like, now, so I literally sat there at like what would have been, I don't know. I was only in Vegas for like two and a half days at this point. So it would have been like 2 a.m. your time and like 5 a.m. Michigan time drinking McKellen, watching rear window in your guest bedroom, (laughs) thinking like, (laughs) God, if only we could have stayed up another half hour and I could have just drank this like a human being. And instead, I'm like holding it on my chest. Like I can't spill it because it'll stain and like then this bed will smell like alcohol and like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and this tastes kind of like my ear. <laughs> so true that's story. A, that's true such story. a cute story. Uh, uh, so next time I'll make sure you finish it before we go upstairs. Just put it in a sippy cup. please. <laughs> the next, I think the next morning you came out of your room and you're like, did you dump it down the sink? I was like, no. And uh, it actually was a hell of a process finishing this at that is so funny you didn't tell me that that's so I know. funny <laughs> i see the thing is and i kind of thought i did too i was like well at least for the podcast we got another story but i think uh for this episode buddy that's all i've got you know i think i think that, that that's a good one too to mm-hmm. end on that, that's mm-hmm. a great story but uh we should be coming back soon hopefully we got we've got some stuff in the works got some episodes and uh potentially yep. a youtube thing coming out yep yep that should be a pretty big deal. So I want to wrap this up with something too. So you said during the podcast, obviously that James Bond and when you put on some of these sartorial items, that it makes you feel strong and confident. So obviously back to the first part of this episode with James and Remy, um, you know, James in this moment that you're going through in this hardship that you're going through you and your family, um, you know, just keep, thinking of bond because I find that the more I think of that, the stronger I can be, you know, just trying to emulate bond as much as I can, obviously in this moment where it gets really tough, just try to get all that strength and courage that bond would show, apply it to your life. Same with your family. I hope that you guys can find peace during this difficult time. And um, yeah, we wish you and your family all the best. Absolutely. Yeah best all wishes sent your way and um there's anything we can do from our end which is very little (laughs) as far as getting greg out there but but um we do hope you guys um do find solace in this situation and um just cherish each other with every moment you got so love and prayers going your way yep agreed well said, buddy. Well, thank you guys again for listening. This has been uh, Blunt Instruments, and we will catch you guys very soon. 